Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode 71, recording on Thursday, July 29th, 2021. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And today we'll be talking about the Annapurna Interactive Showcase that took place today, uh, featuring a lot of indie games. Most, I think, we've heard from before, Um, but I thought it was pretty interesting. So let's get right into it. A bit of a different vibe, definitely leaning indie, focusing on developers and their location, and uh, overall, pretty well presented, I would say. A little atypical of a lot of presentations they focused a lot on uh indie partnerships with annapurna so there was like i'll get i'll talk about the partnerships right away before we get into the the games specifically there was uh outer loop uh and jessica mack ivy road and no code were all new partnership announcements with annapurna so it looks like they're expanding uh like how many indie developers, which is not surprising because they have a pretty good uh, track record with indie games and a lot of attention and they're pretty good at picking projects, I would say overall. And so all of these, it was interesting in the sense that very light, if any indications as to what these games were going to be, it really was just partnership announcements for well-known developers. Uh, so kind of interesting. I mean, all of these developers have put out pretty good games before, so I would say uh, as a fan of indie games, this is a... I like this direction, although mm-hmm. it might be a little too early to, to to say this kind of stuff, like without anything to show, but I don't know. I guess it's a little more interesting than a game I've seen 30 times before, I guess. I'd prefer this. Uh, what, uh, what did you guys think about the developer partnership announcements? I thought it was pretty good. I I thought the uh, the partnership with the Beginner's Guide guy, which I believe was Ivy Road, and uh, the the lady who like I think they said she was a co creator of like Gone Home and Tacoma and stuff. Like she was at Fulbright. Yeah, and the other developer was Stanley Parable. I thought I had that note written down. Yeah, and Beginner's Guide. Okay, he did I, both yeah, those I, games. okay. I, I'm not familiar with. Well, I've heard of them. Yeah. I haven't played them. So that game is obviously going to be some sort of like trippy walking simulator type game which is cool i like those kind of games and no code i believe those are the guys that did like that observation game so. that i really like I, I so, and too. a bunch of those other kind of like weird um stories untold i think yes yeah, stories untold which i really like so th- i think that's cool that they've partnered with annapurna like get a little stability and yeah i think uh what was the other one uh jessica mack who's always makes kind of interesting music games and the outer loop was the only one I I don't really know those guys at all. And I've it looked played like some Falcon sort Age. of weird yeah Falcon Age, some well, sort of weird skateboarding game. Yeah, that would, that one was the weirdest announcement to me because they they kept talking about skateboarding and Tony Hawk, but it didn't feel like there was like a nice segue like we're making a skateboarding game unless I missed it or something like that. So uh, well, they showed some gameplay with like yeah. a skateboarding part of it at least but then they kept showing this like owl bird thing that was which was the old game like, that was falcon age oh that was falcon yeah. age okay they but they also said the quote here is uh, the game is about immigrant culture growing up in the u.s gossiping aunties overbearing parents and family pressure 
So it's obviously there's some kind of story too. It's not just yeah. I think because okay, yeah, they said game, there's like skateboarding portions, and they were talking about making those like kind of easy to play. So so basically, it's like being a teenager. Is that what this game's <laughs> yeah, about? So. Could be. Uh, but it was weird because that was the first partnership announced, and like I wish they almost. I know it said partnership announcement, but it was a different kind of thing. And I'm like, I wasn't sure what I was watching at first until I got to like the second or third one, but. Uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, the first game that we saw footage of, which I think we've seen before, was uh, The Artful Escape, which, I mean, I'll say this about all the games we saw today, really. Like, visuals looked amazing. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, it looks like it might be kind of a rhythmy type game, or I honestly, I'm not sure, but I love the art style. I love the color palette. Um uh, I'm interested. September 9th on Game Pass and Steam. Uh, were you guys aware of this game? I, I'm pretty sure we've heard of it before. I was aware of it because, I mean, I don't know if they said this, but this was supposed to be coming to Apple Arcade, and this was, like, probably the only game I was kind of like, well, I'll wait for this to come out and then probably cancel Apple Arcade because there's nothing coming out right now. That like I'm you're saying in the sense you wanted to play it, then get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I don't, I don't, they didn't mention it. So I don't even know if that's true anymore. I assume it is, hmm. but, um, yeah, it's music, music based as well. Um, but, so that's official. Did they say it's music based? I know well, they said the, ki- the description like, I'm reading wanted, is okay. it's a musical story game and they definitely had music and a character playing guitar. So it seemed like it, but I, I think that too, but I didn't necessarily hear it. Like you're reading that. I did not get that vibe from what I was seeing. I honestly didn't know what it was. Not that I didn't think it looked good. I just, I, I'm like, I don't know how to play this game. Yeah. I don't know what the gameplay is necessarily based on music, but music is definitely part of the story. For sure. yeah. uh, so I don't know. But yeah, I've seen this before. I don't know where. I can't remember where, but it was definitely talked about somewhere else. Okay. Uh, Next was Neon White, which I think was part of a Switch showcase at some point, or a Nintendo Direct. I've seen this too. Because it's it's coming to Switch and PC in the winter. Uh, The creators of Donut County. I like the look of this game. I... I, I love the presentation. I love when they went to like the over map too. Like visually, I thought that looked awesome. Uh, I do like these kind of dashing, twitchy platformers in first person or whatever. I this it's interesting. This is another game that had a card deck kind of aspect. We've seen a few of those games lately, where it's combining a, a genre action game with card building. Now, in this, by the time I was done with it and they showed, like, playing a level with using a deck in two different ways, what game were we just talking about that had a deck and we weren't sure how how you would come into play? Yeah, I don't remember what it was called either. It wasn't this game, though, but it was no, a I very know. similar game. But that one, I'm like, oh, it was uh, Lost in Random. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't know how the card works. At least in this, I got a sense of what the cards do and how they work. But I almost, by the time they were done, the two versions of the playthrough to me, it was almost like, Oh, it's just like an inventory. It's just a different way of representing. Yeah, I, I don't think that like, they just called them cards. Yeah, Cause that's exactly. the cool thing right now or something. Uh-huh. But like, I don't like, yeah, it just seemed like the idea is it's a speed run game where you try to get through like a level as fast as you can. You pick up power ups, but they, they're basically weapons that if you 
throw away the weapon, you get this other ability for a short period of time. And it's this sort of risk reward thing of how long do you hold on to the, to the weapon for? And I, I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, I was, I definitely liked the presentation, the way they explained it. It seemed like pretty clear to me how the gameplay works. And, um, yeah, I, I could see that being fun trying to sort of like optimize, like the best way to get through this level. That could be fun. I, I must say, again, such a fan of these like developer-led walkthrough videos. I think we've talked about it multiple times whenever they come up. But I remember seeing this game probably in that Nintendo conference, whatever, and not knowing how it worked. And then this guy walks you through like multiple ways how the cards work, and it's so obvious. And it makes so much sense. And if you were to just watch a gameplay footage of this, you would have no idea how to play it. But because he's kind of explaining almost like what he's doing with the controller or what the inputs are to make the gameplay flow, you now have a real idea of what's going on. And I just really like this style of uh, conference where they do like essentially a little walkthrough while, you know, developer talking over gameplay. I think it works so well. I agree. And this game was perfect for that because the levels are so short that you could see two different ways of playing a level in such a short amount of time. I thought it was very effective. Yeah. And I thought how they then tied the, like, I I thought the flow of the video was great too, because they show the gameplay and then they're like, Oh, you can also, if you get a good time, you can unlock this thing. And then that led into getting that doll, which then led into like, Oh, I know, like I know someone that wants that, which then, implies this whole other level to the gameplay and then it takes you to the world map which shows you that like i just thought it was really well designed video overall like flow and like how it kind of rolled out you basically in two minutes maybe three tops understood the game completely mm-hmm. like yeah that's it incredible it's it's really well done and i thought just like the like there is a story to it as well, I think. And uh, I, the impression I got kind of reminded me a bit of Hades, like not mythology based, but like in terms of the characters and sort of the way that they're, they seem fantastical, but they kind of seem to speak in more like contemporary terms, if that makes any sense. So was, uh, was this the one where he s- sort of implied like it was kind of like dating simulator Was that this game or was that a different game? I they know like I know someone likes this or wants this and so they went back to the overworld, gave it to them. It's I mean I haven't played a lot of games like this, but it reminded me a bit of uh Murder by Numbers, even though that's like yeah. you know, puzzles yeah, so- in- instead of action intercut with the dialogue stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of games like that though, I, I would assume. Okay, uh, next, A Memoir Blue. Um, Again, interesting art style. A a lot there. Again, not sure I know what the game is from this. Seems like basically a story or adventure game from what I can gather. I thought, I I don't know if the game's for me based on the trailer. Like, it seemed really slow-paced. Like, I I was, I, I don't know if I, I mean, if it's good, I'll play it, of course, but... I don't know if I was sold or it was a day one buy for me based on what I saw today. Yeah, I'm even like having trouble remembering what this one was now. So I don't think it made much of an impression on me. But I, this was one of the ones that I think hadn't been announced previously. I believe I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I also wasn't sure. I thought also Adventure Game, but wasn't totally confident. 
Oh, and yeah, so the, the, I guess the thing that I remember from this is that it seemed like there was this uh, characters that you would see like a realistic version of the character and then like a cartoony version of the character, almost like a dream world or some. Yeah, in my head, uh, there was alternate. even multiple versions, like different art styles. And yeah, maybe. So yeah. that could be interesting. It's kind yeah. of so, pardon me, reminds me of a game idea I had once or still have, but different genre hmm. completely. Uh, all right, next. The word of the year, storyteller. <laughs> uh, that's a film junk joke, but uh, storyteller, which is a puzzle game where you pick these building blocks and tell a story in comic panels, and reminded me a lot of um, Baba is You, like kind of a language mm. structure type of game, puzzle game. I gotta say, I thought it looked awesome. It's like very simple presentation but looked really polished. I was uh, maybe a hint of scribble knots in there somewhere too. Yeah, I can but see that. I thought it looked amazing. Well, I will say I was certainly intrigued. <laughs> uh, but the thing I like watching the trailer, I was like, it seemed like no matter what piece they put in each block, it kind of adapted. I was like, like, what's the, what's the puzzle here? Like, what are you actually, like, how do I know if it's right or wrong? I couldn't quite get a grasp on that, but like, if there is sort of a compelling puzzle element to this, uh, I think it could be definitely could be pretty cool. Well, it sounds like you're kind of complaining that you couldn't see a feedback mechanic, like for like how you would process, like there's five panels, let's say, and I don't think you can do this necessarily based on what I've seen. Like, how do you know which panels are right and how to attack if you're wrong, how to go about it. And as this game scales up, that could be a problem. Like these are really simple ones we saw today. Like you have to imagine, you know, on page a hundred of the book, how many panels is it going to be and how complicated can it get? So it's kind of tough to tell from this video, but as you said, Sean, the I word intrigued, very intrigued. <laughs> Yeah, like the each puzzle has like a title at the top of what's happening and I guess the idea is you're trying to put like characters and and elements of the story in to to tell that you know one sentence summary of of what that story should be. But yeah, I just I didn't understand exactly how you how you actually go about solving that. So, I am definitely curious. Okay, moving on. Solar Ash was a game update, a couple of game updates coming up. Very brief, although I really like the looks of this game. I, I mean, another game that comes up later, The Pathless, it looks so similar to that game. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting them confused. But if I had to pick, I think Solar Ash looks better. It looks like there's a little more gameplay and variety. Uh, I, the Pathless didn't hook me. I didn't dislike it, but I certainly didn't go back to it when the PS5 launched. But uh, Solar did they give a date for Solar Ash? October 26th. Okay, October 26th. Was that are you was that in the presentation though? I think so, cuz I think there hadn't been a date previously. And I'm assuming that's PS4, PS5 because it was in a state of play previously. Yep, PS4, PS5 and PC. Okay. What do you guys think? Day 1 buy? Uh, I'm thinking probably. I I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I might might wait for reviews, but uh let's check I'm, the Let's check the Definitely price on this game. Interested? I, I I am not. I'm gonna. I'll probably skip this one unless it's like a Game Pass thing because I bounced off Hyperlight Drifter pr 
pretty hard actually and I don't really have that much interest in the pathless or and this game does look very similar to that um though I I guess the combat's a little different um but yeah that, like I even wrote in my notes like this reminds me of one that PS5 launch game <laughs> that looks exactly the same <laughs> and then and then it came up later which I found kind of odd that it was uh in the same feature because they they are in the same uh, presentation because they are so similar. Yeah, totally. Next was an update for Skin Deep, which honestly, I am looking at my note. I remember almost nothing about it. I don't know much about it. <laughs> I'm not. It, yeah, I, I I don't remember seeing this game before. I mean, I guess you're saying it had been announced previously, but so it's from the creator of quadrilateral cowboy which i had been meaning to play haven't played yet um and like 30 flights of loving is also a big game and i think he worked on another pretty like big indie title that's only like i think 30 flights of loving is like 10 minutes long and i think his other game before that is also uh like 10 minutes long like they're really just super short games but perfect love it uh <laughs> but this i i found i i was just kind of like i could not tell what the heck like it seemed really strange and off the wall and wacky like the style of the trailer almost reminded me a bit of um journey to the what was that journey to the savage planet so kind of reminded me a bit of that but um i i like it seemed like a puzzle game and it seemed like it had a really weird sense of humor so based on those two things i was like maybe but it was really hard to get a handle on this one all right uh next we're just some updates the pathless coming to steam edith finch mobile uh i am dead coming to ps4 ps5 and telling lies and goragoa both coming to game pass did you play telling lies huck yeah, I beat it. Yeah. Okay. Was it any good? Or I guess beat it as much as you can. Like, um, saw one version of the end kind of thing. Yeah, you just kind of like keep watching the videos. It's just like her story where yeah. you just kind of have to like kind of come to your own conclusion at the end. But yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't as good as her story, but I, I liked it. Definitely a lot of A list performers that I didn't know were in the game. It looked it, mm-hmm. it looked pretty good. I wasn't aware of it really, other than what you've said. Yeah, I kind of want to give both these games a shot. I, I've tried both of them on iOS, and I kind of want to give them another shot. Telling Lies um, is on iOS? Is it Arcade? Yeah. Apple Arcade? No, it is oh. not Apple Arcade. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, couldn't really get into either one of them. Like, Gora Goa especially seemed like something I should be into, but I found, like, I just right off the bat, the puzzles, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I got to give it another shot, but... Even uh, there's a bunch of games like The Pathless. I do want to go back to uh, Edith Finch. I haven't played yet. I think you guys both played it and liked it, right? It's the best like adventure story game I think of the past five years. Like using gameplay to actually enhance narrative in sections. I, if I was going to recommend any modern adventure game, it would be that one. Cool. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, I always confuse that one with. Uh the vanishing of Ethan yeah. Carter or whatever Isha, Ethan the, something uh and 
it definitely this one's better than Vanishing of Ethan Carter. The logos are very similar too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. yeah. I got it mixed up with the Unfinished Swan as well. So. Mm. <laughs> also similar <Yeah>. typeface <laughs> logos. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to mention Outer Wilds was the last thing with uh, an, a single expansion coming and it coming to the Switch around Christmas, I think they said, or holiday. So I've tried this game. I know people love it. I could not get into it. Mostly because I'm not into like space controls with like uh, rocket propulsion stuff. There's a lot of that type of control in this game. And just my brain, I've never been good at that stuff. Don't like it, whether it's those old jetpack games or there was one on even Commodore 64, I think. I cannot get into those. So uh, doing it in 3D was even harder for me. Have you guys played Outer Wilds? This is another one on the list. I got to check this out at some point. So. Yeah, like a I played game. it for the first hour or so and and also couldn't really figure it out. Like I couldn't understand the time loop aspect. I couldn't understand where to go. I was just kind of lost and didn't really suck me in. Yeah, I feel like the game could have done a better job of integrating you into that loop a bit, but still mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. I just not for me. Uh and let's end with what I thought was the most impressive game of the presentation, which we'd seen before, which was Stray. Big surprise, third-person action game. (laughs) With a cat, though. I'm not into cat humor or cat stuff, so uh, it won me over. Now, was this in a state of play before? It must have been, because it's only PS4 and PS5 and Steam, right? something. I don't recall it looking so good, though. Me neither. I I remember it, like, the, the... trailer that was shown before like i thought looked amazing but it was just cinematics yes stuff. So you couldn't really no see idea. what the game was at all right and this actually showed some pretty good gameplay oh yeah so. it looks amazing <laughs> the, yeah. the cat animations in particular look incredible yeah they, so i don't know if they're doing like a lot of ik to make it so smooth but it looks really really good cat mocap obviously or maybe yeah could have been could have been <laughs> but it is but, interesting because it's like so f- like the cat and the environments are super photorealistic but then you've got this sci-fi angle with the robots which is a little more stylized um but i thought they all went well together yeah you know what this game actually really reminded me of which i think is also a game that is annapurna published is a plague tale you got those little like quote-unquote rats like the robot things that they start blasting later on with that purple beam. Like that's right out of a plague tale where you're like avoiding the rats and stuff and trying to avoid them. And also just like kind of the, I, I guess some of the environmental puzzles, I, not so much the like platforming aspects. I don't think there's much of that in a plague tale, but um, yeah, just, it kind of reminded me of that. And I'm, I'm interested. I, I was not interested at all after that initial, uh, you know, video that they showed, but this, now that there's some gameplay, I'm, I'm much more interested in this game. Yeah, me too. I'm sold a hundred percent sold on this game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that it's a PlayStation exclusive. Get that, uh, that console <laughs> war going in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, the game, um, early 2022 pl- though. That's yes. the only disappointing thing. A plague tale was published by focus home interactive. Oh, okay. And, that's pretty much it. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to mention relating to uh, Stray, but I think that's it. I'm feline pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet 2 drop. All right. Uh, 
let's do it. We got to give the grades. We, we've given the grades for everything. I will give my letter grade first. It is an A minus. Wow. Hmm. I mean, it's probably a B for me, mainly just because a lot of the games have been seen before. But I, I'm interested in like almost all of them. So, yeah, my yeah. minus was because it was mostly stuff I've seen before. Yeah, I'm going to go B as well. I think uh, same reasons as Dwight. Like, basically, we've seen most of it. Nothing really blew me away. I mean, Stray was pretty close, but it it still didn't, like, completely blow me away. And I really liked uh, the style of the presentation. I thought it was really well put together and flowed well. I mean, I watched it at, like, two times speed, two and a half times speed sometimes to try to catch up before the show. But, (laughs) you know, that kind of helps it go faster, too. But still, like, you can... There's a style presentation, and again, I'm basing it on the games, not necessarily the, the style. But like you could tell they're cool, like they're the cool publisher, and like have yeah. a kind of a knowledge of what's current and like filmmaking knowledge and stuff like that compared to some of the other stuff we see from game developers. So definitely also a tight thirty minutes. Yeah, can't beat that. Very well edited. All right, moving on to what we played. Anyone want to go first? I mean, uh, the only thing I played was The Ascent, which I didn't play that much of. So I can briefly talk about that. Yeah, I I played it for about 45 to an hour today. Tried to play it at midnight last night, but it was not a midnight launch. It didn't come out till this afternoon. And this is my kind of game. Like, I loved Dead Nation and other isometric kind of... 3D right stick shooter games. Um, have been a fan of these since Geometry Wars, basically. And I, I'm not a big like loot kind of guy with games. Like I don't like collecting loot. Like this is almost Dead Nation meets Cyberpunk, right? Like it, the menus remind mm-hmm. me a lot of Cyberpunk. Like I think it's oh, the yeah. exact same color, like, everything. The same. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're so similar. But I think I like the gameplay more in this from the brief amount I've played. Like, I'm just into these types of, of games. Uh, the map, there, it was almost overwhelming in a good way, like based on like a smaller game or what I thought was a smaller isometric game. It seems like there's a lot going on. Like, there's a lot of missions. Uh, seems like there's a pretty deep set of menus for what I thought it was. So... There is co-op, apparently. We could play some online co-op if you want and try it out. I mean, I guess it's maybe a cyberpunk Diablo is a better way to describe it. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dead Nation was definitely the game that came to mind for me. It's not the same developer. Dead Nation's housemark. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I was really actually enjoying it. I feel like the reviews I had seen, uh, like I hadn't kind of gone and read full reviews but just reactions and stuff i saw on social media seemed kind of like mixed yeah but uh i thought visually looked amazing i mean the world uh, i guess it's just something i'm into but i was digging it i like i thought that there was more in terms of like i could see it getting repetitive combat wise if there weren't so many like there's a lot of different uh systems or maybe not systems but just like you know there's augmentation there's different weapons there's like you know primary weapon and sort of like an uh what did they call it uh i can't remember what the it's like not alternate weapon but basically grenades and things like that um 
and then yeah just skills that you can power up and stuff so i think you know i i was enjoying it and even just uh i was surprised i thought oh, i'll just play like 10 or 15 minutes and I ended up playing probably about an hour and kept and i felt like i wanted to go back and play more so there's yeah there's side quests i thought it was going to be like a very linear thing but it seems like exploration is worth doing and um yeah i'm i'm in so far yeah the the kotaka review is the ascent makes good on cyberpunk 2077's promise so i kind of get that from the from the brief amount i played i thought it was better than what i'd seen in the review scores i saw but i agree i could see it getting repetitive so Uh, I can go next. I played a game called Paradise Killer. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's on Steam. I don't know if it's other places. It is a open world detective game. And basically you are... It's kind of weird. It kind of reminds me of like Danganronpa meets an open world detective game. It's got really weird characters. And you play as this, um, I guess exiled detective called like lady love killer something like that like it's really got some really weird names uh and you've been dead or exiled for like i don't know 300 million days or something like that like it's really kind of off the wall uh weird it seems to be based on earth but then they kind of like created all this virtual worlds and expanded it i don't know the story i haven't really got into uh to figuring out what the heck they're talking about but there are some issues I am having trouble with with this game. I thought it would be kind of neat because you basically are throwing in, it says, oh, you know, you could pull up a little, like, interactive HUD that kind of shows you by looking around where in the environment all of the people you need to talk to are um, that are in the world that could potentially have clues for you and like or that were involved. So there is some guidance that way, but the map is horrible, so it's really not intuitive as to like how you get to each area. There's, it's not like, it's more like a high level map of the Island with just these like square boxes that represent each place, but there's no real like street view or anything like that. So you don't really know how to actually traverse to that area. So I spent like a lot of time just kind of searching around. And the other weird thing is that there's a lot of, like hidden items in the world that you can collect. Um, one's like money. Another one is like musical tapes. I don't really quite understand the point of this aspect of the game yet because you can buy things from like vending machines, but I don't really know what any of that stuff does. And then also there's this like platforming aspect. So you can climb up buildings and then basically like jump off wherever you want. And then there'll be like stuff hidden there. It's like really kind of a weird level design. Nothing's really gated from you. So there was like one spot where I walked up the staircase and then I got to sort of like a little bit of a platform and I noticed there was a little ledge to the side. So I'm like, is would they actually put something on this tiny ledge? So I jump over there. I walk around this whole like pillar and then on like the far side, there's like a door that you can click on that has like some clue, which I think is from something else, like some other quest. Cause the stuff it was telling me made no sense, but just the fact that you can get to like 
weird, obscure areas that you feel like you're not supposed to be in, but then they put stuff there. It's very strange. Very strange in like a quote-unquote detective game. And yeah, really, the other thing is like when you inspect a clue, uh, it doesn't, after you've inspected it, it doesn't, there's no indications to tell you that you have inspected it already. So I have a feeling like down the road when maybe these investigations get more difficult, I will forget, or when I like haven't played in a while, like probably when I go back to play it next time, I'll forget what I actually looked at. So I'll probably have to like, I'll end up redoing a whole bunch of stuff. So I do have some issues with sort of like the execution on uh, some of this stuff, but there's definitely some weird design choices, uh, but I'm going to keep playing it because I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how they kind of tie all the clues and how they do the UI for their kind of like uh, story progression and the, and how they lay out the clues for you to, as you discover them and how you, you know, check them off and stuff but um yeah it's it's kind of weird and if people are interested in something to try that's a little different a little strange uh give this one a try paradise killer looks like uh it's pretty solid reviews Mm -hmm. is this like like is there combat or is it just strictly sort of exploration and talking to people as far as i know it's exploration talking to people i haven't i've only played about an hour and a half and i have not seen any now there are like there's like weird, um, like they'll give you a like s- crime scene photo essentially, and then I thought there was going to be some sort of like scrubbing aspect to it where you have to like kind of you know almost like pixel hunt for the clues, but they just literally like give you the spots where the clues are and you just have to click on them, and then you get the so it's like a really weird gameplay design as well where you don't actually do anything really except kind of iterate over a list that they give you to expose the clues you need so um yeah that's the only like not many puzzles that i've seen so far so i don't know that's the thing though a lot of my time has been spent just kind of walking to find places so i haven't even really talked to that many of the people i think there's like eight or ten people i need to talk to i've talked to maybe two of them maybe three and i've found the main crime scene and sort of like a little spin-off area where they might have got into that area. But other than that, like I haven't found many clues and I played for an hour and a half. So, I mean, there's a lot uh, to kind of do. I don't know how many cases there are. I don't know how many, you know, mysteries I have to solve, but um, it could be a pretty long game if um, there's more than one mystery. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I'd heard of this before. So uh, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right who's next that's all i play so uh, the only okay. other thing i've played is still skyward sword me uh, too I've, i got another probably 10 hours in the past two days yeah might for juice in this episode might as well show off the uh <laughs> zelda what the this uh-oh. is uh-oh. Uh-oh. uh-oh the japanese amiibo i ordered this from best buy canada it didn't say it was third party what? what the fuck? Third party. Yeah, like, mm. you know how Best Buy Canada has third party sellers on there? It yeah. did not say that when I... But how do you know, looking at it, that it's from a third party? Because, well, I'm assuming they're not selling Japanese versions. Oh, like it actually has Japanese characters on it and stuff? Yeah, there's no English on this packaging whatsoever. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh boy. 
<laughs> that is not going to sit well with Frank. I don't care. I have to resell it. It actually might make me open well, it and actually use it for the fast travel. You didn't show the camera. Give us the... Oh, I didn't? Give us no. the beauty shot there. Oh, yeah. The loft wing. <laughs> Zelda and loft wing. Nice. I do love the loft wing, so... But I'm actually really enjoying it. The last two days, I'm enjoying it more than the first 14 hours or so. I think as I'd done those before, I actually underestimated how far I got the first time I played this game. I kept thinking, yeah. oh, this is as far as I got. But I think I made it like through half of the game because I'm like, oh, I did this. I did this. So I was trying to force force feed pretty hard that's when i would force feed a zelda game no matter what before i realized it's the most overrated franchise of all time but uh (laughs) i'm in the mood for one of these games right now every once in a while it frustrates me to no end when i get knocked off something and have to like go up a tree that's so annoying uh but i'm vibing with it right now i just have you done a trial yet sean where you have to collect they have this totally different gameplay mode where there's these guardians that pursue you and you have to collect 15 things before. And like, there's this time resetting economy. And if the guardian touches you or hits you, have you done one of those fire trials yet? No, those I, are I pretty think I'm good. where you were last week. Now, basically I got past the, the second temple and a bit more. The fire trials are really fun. I, I like them. And it actually has me wanting, I'm getting hints of what Majora's mask was. And it's making me want to play Majora's mask. So are you uh, revamping your thesis paper? No, I still or, think it's the most oh. overrated franchise of all time. <laughs> I mean, and the, the keyword I, is overrated, not bad. Just literally, Skyward Sword got a ten when it launched. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, so somebody commented, I think, on the YouTube channel, and so I think some people had mentioned this in the Discord, or I don't know. I've heard this from a bunch of different places. A lot of people say after the third temple. It gets really good, and I'm like, man, that's like 20 hours plus like, into the it's like game, the like Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> well, I'm beyond <laughs> the third temple, and it's about the same. I, I guess I okay. like that that new gameplay mode I mentioned, but that's a brief portion. But it's good. I'm enjoying it, but it is not a 10 out of 10 game. No Zelda is a 10 out of 10 game, as far as I'm concerned, and they all get 10 out of 10 from everyone. What is going on? <laughs> not even Link to the Past. If you just took Zelda and took away and like just learned from other third-party modern action games, it could be incredible. Instead of like them sticking to, you know, this is Zelda. Everything has to be slow. Everything has to be boring. Like they could, it's kind of true though. Like <laughs> slow, maybe yeah. going through the dialogue okay stuff. Slow. Sometimes it's like, holy crap. Like, the dialogue's the worst thing. I agree. But that's why I like Breath of the Wild. Like, they just throw you out and you kind of just explore and do it. Even that, you don't... it's too spread out. Th- that game is too spread out. And when you lose your, your horse, getting it back is a pain in the ass. They, there's quality of life stuff that could make Breath of the Wild a 10 out of 10 easily. And they just don't want to do it. You just too precious. You'll see with too the uh, motorcycle or whatever it is that you get. From the DLC? Yeah. No, thanks. The link but cycle. I will beat the Skyward Sword. <laughs> okay. I guarantee. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying again. Played a bit of the Ascent, but I'm trying to stay focused. So I'm trying to beat it too. Apparently, so. I'm back into games in a big way because I 100%ed Death's Door as well this week. Absolutely love that game. The best Xbox exclusive I've played 
in a long time. Not on Game Pass, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the only game I've been compelled to finish on this system is not on Game Pass, and it's an exclusive. But uh, it's great. It's basically an old-school Zelda, and my complaint about this game would be my same thing about old-school Zeldas, especially in the end game, really unclear as to what I needed to do. I'm like, if I didn't have the internet, I would like, I have no idea what to do right now. It's very hard to figure it out. And still could have used a map and a bit more uh, menu stuff, but polish level, slickness, this is as good as it gets for a game of this style. Two developers, like ma- two main developers, ridiculous. The art style is incredible. Hmm. And I love the combat. It's simple, fun, and as I said, I always feel like it's my fault when I die. That is the, almost the highest compliment you can give a combat-based game, in my opinion. Amazing yeah. game. Absolutely loved it. A lot of stuff coming to Game Pass the next couple of months, though. Yeah, we'll see how many we finish. The one I finished isn't on Game Pass, just for the record. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> and I think... Oh, I tried Flight Simulator as well. This is a heavy not for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm... This is gonna. I'm gonna get so into planes. I'm gonna love this game. Everyone says it's amazing. It's gonna look so good on my Series X. Done. Out. We'll never play again, unless I get a 3090 and want to go crazy on a PC. Just I need goals. Put it there's no goals. Bud. Autopilot's what it's all about. Like there's no goals in the game. I'm like I don't know what to do. It's not fun. I thought they did have some stuff like that. I, I like. I thought I read that there was like there might be there was like some these objective based stuff like big or not big but like marquee flights for introductory stuff and I did Egypt I think and I flew by the pyramids and the Sphinx and fell asleep so uh, <laughs> maybe in VR this thing might really pop I've, I've been thinking I had theories that simulator games were going to make a huge comeback via VR. But it doesn't seem like there's many of them. Kind of surprised. Unless they're the joke simulator games like Job and Vacation Simulator. Speaking of VR, I promised I was going to play Half-Life Alex. I did. And I almost barfed. <laughs> I, was, I got so sick. I need to get warmed up. I was loving it. I played it for 45 minutes and was like the, the markers on the glass like it's yeah, so good i think that's yeah. what we talked about didn't did we you yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah it looks that. amazing and i i really the performance was not up to snuff like i've got to, I, i've got to upgrade the pc it's not gonna work like this mm. now uh were you so you were using just free motion then right no i was using like were you I don't know if that's free motion where you use the left stick. I actually think that's really cool how you just move the left stick. You see where your feet are going and you can like slightly rotate it to decide your orientation when you let go. So, oh, so you're doing that oh. and you've got motion sickness just doing oh, teleportation. Yeah. I got really sick. I really? I almost vomited. Like, uh, and I did not drink uh, half a bottle of rye either. Oh, well, that, maybe that was your mistake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, maybe it is a performance thing. Maybe the frame rate was I think that's what, what it was. Because it, yeah, it was like getting really choppy and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was very impressive though. But I, you know what? If you're gonna go, go all the way. I gotta step it up, no matter the did cost. You get, did you get to the area where you meet that guy that that's like your buddy with the map in the little room? No. Oh, okay. Guy voiced by uh, oh, what's that guy's name from like Flight of the Concords and uh, he's in like so many things now. He was the the guide in Jumanji. Basically, is the same role in this. Anyways, his his like I I don't know his name either, but his animation like when you see another character that close, it's like wow. Reese Darby looks so good. Oh, that's his name. I uh yeah, it's really it's really good. Another VR. I've been dabbling in Oculus as well. Still super impressed with this technology. Like I finally moved it into a bigger room. I've been playing some Beat Saber, and I underrated game alert here. This is a new feature underrated game that people probably think is a joke i'm standing up for this game right now fruit ninja it is awesome Hmm. especially in vr like Hmm. i know it's associated with mobile stuff the vr fruit ninja is really good that's i never knew it was on uh oculus that's cool i always wanted to try the or the the connect version Never got around to that, so might have to check out VR. I think I got it for like eleven bucks or something like that. It is, it is worth it for eleven bucks. But uh, uh, for me, underrated feature of the Oculus Quest Two, just drawing that like stationary box. Oh yeah, around. the Guardian. <laughs> yeah. I, I love doing it. I, that's my favorite thing about it. Like the technology yeah. is amazing. And like double tap on the side for the pass through, and then you can just like walk around your house if you wanted to. Yeah, incredible. I do love there's achievements on it. I didn't even know that. So like, this was my chance to like start over if I would have gotten in on the achievements right away and been like, okay, I'm dedicating my life to getting every achievement in Oculus, but I blew it. It's already, it's already come and gone. Maybe play date. Does play date have achievements? Maybe I can start from scratch. Absolutely on play date. not. <laughs> <laughs> well, so while we're talking about the quest though, we should mention that they pulled them from store shelves right now. Right. Oh, I got an email about the Silicon, cover yeah. or whatever they pulled them completely apparently apparently you can't buy them right now uh some sort of defect i guess if the like um the padding comes loose then you can get like irritation on your skin from what's underneath uh i i i, I didn't read the full thing i ordered the whatever the part is that they give you well, i was gonna do that no matter what you gotta get that freebie <laughs> <laughs> exactly. they, sh- they didn't make it did they- what was the process like? Because I just said, like, Super oh, you got to contact some oh. Facebook thing. So easy. Just click that link. Okay. Yeah, and if you're signed in, fill out two things, done. Oh, okay. It was great. Perfect. And one other thing, kind of in the fitness genre, I tried Ring Fit Adventure on the Switch. Use some mm-hmm. optimum points and pick that up. And again, technology that's impressive. It is awesome. Like, the Ring... Pushing in the ring to like select things in menus is the best. I don't know, I I played it for fifteen minutes and I was exhausted. Like it is really good. Yeah, I was trying to play like I spent like maybe a week trying to like I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this every day. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's how I started. I did yeah, one day. Kinda kinda of fell off, but uh yeah, it was fun and would like to go back to it, but I think I saw on Switch Colin. Uh, the film junk fan had like a 240 hours in this game or something like that. I was like, okay, 
this has got to be good. Like he got serious about it, <laughs> but uh, it is really good. It's, I just think the ring, the pushing in of the ring impressed me so much. I'll tell you what technology did not impress me. The pulse reading part. It did not work. I would say eight out of 10 times. It did not work. So uh, that's pretty weak. But other than that, typical Nintendo, amazing presentation. So clever, so simple, a little slow, uh, but really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I played something else too. Like I've been gaming hard this week, like super fucking hard. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to start prepping for your best of the year list because seems like everything you play is going to end up on it. So. <laughs> it's a good year. It's a really good year. <laughs> the um, Oh, I played Mario Golf and something else, but that's just nothing new to report there. All right, I think that's it. Anyone else have anything they need to mention? Sean, did you order a play date? I tried. I honestly did try. I was like debating it, and then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a whirl. And I like I, I was maybe 10 or 15 minutes after the pre-order date or the pre-order time started and it was already sold out but then i read some people saying that it either doesn't ship to canada or they were there was some kind of error on the site if you said you were outside the u.s apparently a lot of people were complaining about it a lot of international people couldn't order it for some reason so probably wouldn't wouldn't have been able to get it anyway might be yeah i'm a little bit i don't know i don't know if it's going to be worth it but i'm just these weird little games that are, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever, it seems like they will never appear on anything else. And there's some cool, you know, creators making games for it. So I'm kind of interested. Do you have a burning desire desire for an Ouya? I was just going to say. I do not. That's why I'm surprised you have no desire for the play date. I mean, it's kind of learned my lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm passing on this stuff. I need to unload, not add. All right. Well, that's it. That's it for Game Junk. Next week, who knows what we'll talk about. Is there any other big games coming out this week? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm sure we'll find something. But uh, thanks for watching on youtube.com forward slash Game Junk. And check it out if you haven't. Like, subscribe, all that bullshit. And on Twitter, we have Andrew at MyAngryCommute or EquilibriumSys and Sean at FilmJunk. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.